All right. No cold open this week, unfortunately, but we do have a special episode for you guys. We got film critic Eric McConnell from Real Film Reviews here to talk about all the movies from 2023, as well as Thor Ragnarok, because I just watched that movie, as well as Avatar Way of Water. So, enjoy. Let's cue the music. Welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Ketchum's Pikachu. We don't evolve, we just level up. And in today's show, we got film critic from Film Review, wait, Real Film Reviews? Am I saying it correctly? Eric McConnell. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Happy to be here. So how are you, man? I'm uh, doing good. How are you doing? Better than I was a couple months ago. We don't have to get into it. My audience already knows. <laughs> Uh, I had to take a month off Fair in enough. May due to Crohn's issues. So, so I'm doing great. No, it's that not. Is no this, fun. So I'm doing great now. So no complaints there. Um, good. So yeah, it seems like you have had a busy summer when it comes to movies. Yeah, uh, I have seen as many movies as I can. Some I've still missed. Unfortunately, I feel like the biggest one I missed was The Little Mermaid. <laughs> Um, but I was traveling a whole That's bunch fair. at that time, so I had never got around to. Seeing I had to miss the but... whole like month of May, so I didn't do Guardians, and I was prepping to do Guardians that weekend, and I had to miss it, and I felt like there was like guilt. I'm like, ah, oh, I need to review this movie. I need to review this movie, and I couldn't see it for a whole month, and then I was just, yeah, I was... That's a... That's yeah, a it was. Miss. Everyone's saying it's so good. I'm like, <laughs> it was, it was good. We'll get into it. So you used to do YouTube. And now you just write uh, mm-hmm. articles on WordPress. Um, yep. I'll say, I kind of missed when you said, uh, when did YouTube, when you're like, hey, I'm going to take a break for now or I'm done. I, I, I was kind of hurt because I actually look forward to your fi- like your videos. Yeah, I, uh, I'd done them for, I posted my first ever video Christmas of 2012 because oh, wow. that's nice. when I got a capture card. And I did uh, a Django Unchained review over Halo 4 <laughs> gameplay that I recorded cool. with my capture card. Um, but yeah, so I did that one. And then I sort of ran a gaming channel. It never yeah. really garnered any success. Shocker, I know. Everyone, every kid in the mid-2010s wanting to start a YouTube oh, yeah. gaming channel. Um, and then I kind of moved on from that to just doing movie reviews because that's what i realized mm-hmm. i had the most fun doing was making a video and talking about a movie that i'd seen recently um so then i started just filming myself doing movie reviews with my garbage like 360p webcam and like <laughs> yeah this is what i'm gonna do so then i was like i want to i want a camera for my birthday nice. and then i got a camera and then from then forward until probably I think I went until like 2019. I did at least one video every single week, Um, if not more, because a lot of the times I'd see more than one movie. So I'd go Thursday night and do a double feature and then do both videos Friday morning when I was off school, when I was in college, and then edit them all, post them all. And the channel, it's one of those things where I look back on it with fond memories but it never mm-hmm. took off, which I know a lot of people are like, you were just doing it for fun. And it's like, yeah, but it was a yeah. lot of effort also. <laughs> like, it, So 
uh now i'm very leisure with it and i just write reviews when i want to write reviews nice. about movies. it's always fun so, just to do things for fun and rather than like doing them for success yeah it kind of go back and forth with uh don't involve me a little bit a lot of times i get really excited and i get really into it and i'm like oh okay i'm making another episode this week too so it's a little back and forth but i also have adhd i yeah. struggle with motivation all the time yeah yeah my my issue is more that i get this really mm -hmm. great idea and then i really want to go for it and i invest all this time and all this yep. effort in the prep and then the actual activity comes and i go it's not going to be as good as i want it to be so let me let me try yeah. this one evening and then i try the one evening and then i watch what i did and i'm like this is terrible uh, i give up i'm done and it's i've like, been there it's, it's a struggle <laughs> and it's yeah so i did that during covid i like wrote a whole script and i was like i want to start making youtube videos again and i want to do more mm. like essay style stuff along with doing reviews and i started writing one and i started filming it and then i watched like the first night of me filming for like an hour or two yep. getting back in the groove of it and i was like this is horrible you, no one's gonna watch you this. are your own worst critic too that's like that's and it's never yeah. as, i feel like it's never as bad as like you think it is but you're harsh on yourself and then like somebody someone oh, will yeah, come in and, Oh, the the biggest thing, oh, I was going to say, the biggest thing always just comes down to you just have to create something exactly. at the end of the day. If you have that bone in your body where you want to make something, just make it. And if it's bad, who cares? Like, you exactly. made it and it was that's how That's how I look back when I, because uh, I used to write music like 10 years ago, and I can't believe it's like ten, been 10 years since I've been making music. And it's not, it wasn't great. But I look back at it and I'm like, this is fun. That was a fun time. I don't regret any of it at all. Like, it was a blast. Mm -hmm. I can't make any music now because I'm like so harsh on myself. Like I'll, I'll get into a mood and I'll do it for like an hour and then I'll listen back to it. I'm like, oh, this is trash. I can't do it. So I, I've been there. Yeah, that's the exact feeling of like, oh, back in the day, I thought I was pretty good at this, and then you try it again and you're like, oh my god, I'm trash. That's how I feel about athletics. <laughs> I'm not as athletic as I used to be. I like I went to shoot mm -hmm. a basketball uh, a couple of weeks ago and I airballed it. My arms just like hurt. I'm like, God damn, I'm getting old. I just turned 30 and I'm already old. Yeah, that's a mood. I uh, I was off work uh, back at the beginning of May before I started my new job. And uh, I had some time off during the week and my girlfriend was working. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go play some basketball because I loved playing basketball when I was younger mm -hmm. and I never really had the chance. And I went and played. I missed <laughs> probably 80% of the shots I took, but I was still oh, yeah. had fun. I just, I was like, I'm not going to be good, but I'm just here to run around and shoot the basketball. Do not rely on me to shoot and score. I will not do good. I probably, no. Yeah. Oh, I could be tall. You are pretty tall. <laughs> just, just stand in the middle somewhere. They'll, they'll struggle to shoot around you. Yeah, exactly. Put my hands up. I can. Sounds like fifth grade basketball over again. That's what they told me to do. They're just like, go oh, stand in the middle, be opposing or be menacing. Mm -hmm. Stand there and stop people from exactly. making layups. All right. So I do a little segment called show me your socks. That's what it started out with. But now it's show me your wares. Um, so tell the audience what you are wearing. Cause I see that you're, uh, you have a nerdy shirt on. Um, so I'm not wearing anything all that interesting other than this, but I'm wearing my Xbox Ooh, pride nice. shirt that I got. Uh, so it has all the pride flags on it. It was part of their pride collection last year that I bought. Um, other than that, uh, I have a bunch of random nerd oh, stuff. Oh yeah, I see the John Wick poster. Uh, what's the middle? Is that Avengers? Yeah. I... Oh no, it's oh, all nice. three John Wick movies. All right. One, two, and three. Um, I have my Golden Charizard hey. card from Burger King awesome. from 1999. I have Jigglypuff um, somewhere somewhere around I don't here. Know. I... 
my, my uh, toddler, my yeah. stepson um, found it, and now it's it got scattered. Oh, I have my Dead Rising four. Nice. Uh, uh, I can't think of what Snow this Globe? is called. Uh, but Snow Globe. Yeah, it has no liquid left <laughs> in it because it started to leak a year ago. So I emptied it. Um, yeah, I got all kinds of stuff. I have the Cowboy Ooh, Chicken McNugget nice. Funko Pop. <laughs> But uh, I also have a handmade All Elite Wrestling nice. sign up that. there. I don't not, know if not you're a wrestling much. fan, but I am. Nice. So. I, I just got the I got the Superman shirt. That's not necessarily new to the show, but I got the Aquaman hat. I was looking at my. I've oh, been looking okay. for like the hats, and I'm like, I haven't worn Aquaman in a while, and it fits fits Superman. Plus, we're gonna be talking we'll be talking DC for so. sure. It's perfect. All right. Yeah. So, what have you been nerding out on? It's another segment I do. What have you been nerding out on? Uh, currently, um, as I pointed out, mm-hmm. the All Elite Wrestling sign, um, AEW just released Ooh. their first video game uh, called Fight Forever. Um, so nice. I've been playing that a bunch. Um, I have been addicted to Fortnite for okay. the last like year again because War- Warzone started to be super boring. I, j- <laughs> so, I just started playing Fortnite. Um, uh, back in my my past job, uh, my client liked to play Fortnite, so I played a few rounds with with them and started playing on my own a little bit yeah yeah i used we played warzone super heavily during covid and then warzone 2 came out and it just wasn't as like it just didn't interest me it looked way too in-depth i want something that feels more casual that i can Mm -hmm. just pick up and play and i don't have to watch tutorials on what the best guns are and i have to spend hours leveling them up and stuff um so we started playing Fortnite again and then it sort of turned into all of grace's friends from back home getting xboxes and playing Fortnite, and then we play with like our friends here and some of my friends back home and it's just been a fun thing so that and then uh really just all elite and um nice. movies i mean oh always yeah nerding about movies the dune 2 trailer that came out got me mm-hmm. super excited um absolutely loved the first dune so always nerding out about that and then uh wrestling is huge there was just a pay-per-view two weeks ago that was like incredible if you've never watched professional wrestling and you want to possibly be interested in it it'd be a great nice. pay-per-view to i watch. think the hardest part was wrestling is i always knew it was fake so i was like ah. but it's also yeah. kind of like its own drama in a way too that's the thing and we don't have i could oh. do a whole podcast about professional wrestling because i love it but uh the thing i think that so many people struggle with is that they say well you know it's fake like it's not real and it's like yeah but none of the entertainment you watch is like unless you watch like sports that's fair, and that's yeah. the only thing you consume everything you watch is scripted the only difference is this is happening yep. live in front of you almost like i was gonna theater. say it's like a play and you fall in exactly you fall in love with these characters and their stories and everything that happens and then you just also get to see them pretend right. beat the crap out of each other and sometimes for real beat the crap oh yeah i've heard the wrestling stories where like former wrestlers like no you break bones you get hurt like you actually have to do these stunts yeah um and then get the videos i watch usually talk about like the abuse of the industry but we have to go into that too much yeah luckily the industry has gotten far better than it used to be but yeah it's it used to be extremely abusive but yeah people still get Mm -hmm. injured it's very real at the pay-per-view that i just told everyone to watch uh a oh. guy breaks his arm but you can't you don't know what yeah. happens in the match no one found out till after but uh and he didn't even think he broke it that bad and then you found Ew. out that he like fully broke his arm <laughs> oh poor guy I, well i mean hopefully the insurance covers but, that 
So my yeah. my viewers are probably not surprised by this. I'm still nerding out on uh, Fallout New Vegas. I just bought it like two weeks ago, and I okay. started replaying it, and I just I re realized why I love that game so much. Have you ever played? I did. I played it back in the day on my 360, but I've okay. never replayed it. So I, I did one playthrough that was probably like a solid 20, 30 okay. hours. And then that was it's, the, it's only the factions for did. me. I just enjoy going in and, you know, working the factions into my favorite. And I never finished the game. So like my goal is to actually finish the game and play the DLC because I never actually did that. Yeah, I don't think I ever played the DLC. I just played the main game and then was like, okay, I I personally preferred Fallout 3 to it, which I know is... Like oh, no, my uh, my last <laughs> guest, because we were talking about Fallout a little bit, and he was telling me the same thing, that he preferred 3. I think the, you, most people, it's either 3 or 4. Or no, 3 or New Vegas. And, and I mostly hear New Vegas. Yeah. And then he, I got my wife, who's like, I like Fallout 4, it's better. It's like, what? Yeah, my girlfriend always also <laughs> likes Fallout 4 more. And when she said that to me, I was like, you like 4 more than 3? And she was like, yeah, and she's never played New Vegas. And I was like, well... I, I mean, gameplay-wise, but... 4 is superior than both of them. And graphics. So, of I course. mean, of course, all those are better. It's just story-wise. I like New Vegas because of the factions. It feels like you're lived in. Whereas 3 feels mm -hmm. like an apocalypse that you're trying to solve. See, I think that that's what I liked about 3. And I also, the setting of 3 is my favorite, oh, yeah. being in Washington, D.C. You're kind of in the middle of like everything. so cool. Like, you're like you're in the middle of, yeah, like, exactly. the post, or the pre-war, the post-war. So, all right, so yep. we're going to do uh, a news quickie. It's time for a news quickie. All right, that was the longest wait, boss, or longest wait ever. All right, some news. So, it sounds have you been caught up on MCU news at all when it comes to like the actors? Uh, not really. I haven't. It's have you heard about uh, Jonathan Majors and his it. whole sexual? So, oh yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. he's been cleared. Yeah. So, I guess he had. Uh, I don't know if he's fully out of the woods yet, but apparently he's mostly been exonerated, from what I'm hearing. Okay. I know the only thing that I saw was his lawyers came out and were like, if they don't want to go forward with the trial, it's because there's no evidence and blah, blah, blah. But then people were like, yeah, or because he's super famous and rich and they'll lose. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> so I'm not, hey, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I don't from know what, what happened, but uh, yeah, I from what like I, from what I hear, he seems like he's slowly working his way out of it. We'll see. I don't know. The way I view it is I'm, I'm hoping that it's false accusations. If it's not, I hope he gets punished. But if it is, I hope it's cleared because that's going to screw up the MCU a lot if this trial goes sideways. Yeah, I, I don't really know what it is because that's the hard part. It's like when it came out, it felt so out of the blue. It's like this dude just had two number one yeah. movies in the theater like back-to-back -back weeks. And then all of a sudden it was jonathan majors arrested for assault and i was like what bro like of all now? the times like you know, now was the time he decided to get mad right. and hit a woman but um yeah he uh I, we'll see what happens obviously marvel will have to make their decisions yeah. as to what they feel and also the audience That's will true. have to make their decisions and maybe we've seen with ezra miller that people will make the decision to not support a movie if they don't That's support it That's so yeah. Ezra Miller. I've been, I'm not huge on cancel culture, culture, but I'm like, Ezra Miller is the one person who probably should have been canceled. 
Yeah, he should have yeah. been fired for sure. Should have if if it would have been one mess up, you can probably write it off and be like, we all make mistakes. But it was like he, they, they just kept <laughs> yep. doing things, and it was like, yeah. come on, DC. And then they were like, there's only one Flash, and it's Ezra Miller. And it was like, Ugh. guys, there's plenty of people that can play the Flash. What are yeah, you talking about? We'll get into about? that movie a little bit more. Um, that I have, I have my yeah. thoughts on his whole take on it. Both good and bad. Um, mm-hmm. Other news, it's, uh, it seems like Adam Driver and Margaret Robbie is no longer um, going to be casted in Fantastic Four. I don't know. So oh. that was that was the rumors was I those did... two were going to be like the main uh, Reed Richards, Reed Richards and Sue Richards. So Mr. Fantastic and Miss Invisible. Um, okay. But now, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just doing YouTube, like YouTube move, YouTube videos that kind of like show or they talk about rumors and stuff. And it's always up and down. But this one seemed like really solid. So now I hear that they're yeah, not going to be I... in it. It's like, oh. I have no idea what's going on with that film. I know that a lot of people have been bringing up, and it's something that I agree with, complaints within the MCU of not using the MCU to build new actors and instead just like spending massive paychecks to get already famous actors in roles. And that's what the Fantastic Four, that seems to be the biggest struggle it's facing is they have four major roles to fill, arguably five if they also do Victor Von Doom. And it's like, are you going to pick for all five roles someone who's already yeah. really famous and you're going to have to shell out like 20 million plus just to get them and then your budget's at 100 million and you haven't even filmed anything yet. <laughs> so uh, I'll be intrigued to see who they cast. I hope that they go with someone who's more, even if they're just not massive. Like I think the new Star Wars mm-hmm. movies are a good example. Like utilizing someone where it's like... I knew yep. who John Boyega was, and I was so excited when he got casted as Finn because I love mm. Attack the Block. But I know that the average moviegoer probably didn't know who John mm. Boyega was. I didn't know who Daisy Ridley was, and of course, I think Oscar Isaac was the most well. But he wasn't famous. That you would argue, you could argue, Force Awakens kind of pushed him into that that fame among the casuals. True, he was a little bit in the indies where like if you were watching indie mm-hmm. movies you might know who he was and then same with adam driver he'd really yeah. only done girls at that point on hbo and then obviously the force awakens he then you know becomes an oscar nominee later on for black Klansmen, and all that stuff happens and he's now like mm-hmm. skyrocketed and being considered like one of the greatest actors of a generation oh, for sure. <laughs> all right we got three more to get through and we'll, we'll talk films all right so superman actually casted their their stars uh david corn sweat and rachel brosnan as Clark Kent and Lois, respectively. I don't really know these actors and actresses. Do you? Me neither. When when his name popped up, I was mm-hmm. I knew Jacob Elordi, and I was rooting against. You him. got your wish. And <laughs> when yeah, and when he didn't get it, I was like, I don't care who else it is, as long <laughs> as it's not Jacob Elordi. <laughs> when it comes to James Gunn, I'm like, I just trust him. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about that with uh, Guard- when we talk Guardians, but I just trust James, James Gunn at this point, where I'm like, you can cast whoever you want. I, it'll work. I believe it will work. Mm-hmm. Unless you cast yeah. me, and then I'm going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't even audition for this film. <laughs> I, I got... True. Although I'd still <laughs> accept the part. I don't know how, how you cannot. It's a lot of millions of dollars. 
Mm-hmm. A lot oh, of yeah. zeros. On All right, channel. so there's uh, two, two rumor of films. So a Barney film, apparently. Yeah, where it's like an one. adult version of millennial angst. Yeah, it's like weirdly live. Yeah, what, what do you think stuff? about that? Um, I think if the right people are involved, you can make something very interesting. Um, kind of like the Barbie movie yeah, that's actually, about to come out. It's PG thirteen, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if as well, if you went R, oh, you're yeah. gonna lose everybody. But it, you could you could teeter on that PG thirteen line and maybe make something. I'm intrigued kind of by it. But Barney is just like so kid driven that I don't really know if a studio would fully bite because the the amount of money you could lose and damage mm-hmm. that property is like I don't know if the risk is worth I don't know reward. either but I'm intrigued by it. I'm like I I want to see this in fruition. I want to know where this goes. Yeah. Um it's such a it was such a big like uh TV show in my like my younger childhood to a point where I ended up hating it. Once you get a little bit older like oh that's for little kids but now I look back I'm like I would totally watch an adult version of this. Same with like Blue's Clues. If there was like an adult version of Blue Clues all oh, I'm yeah, gonna say if Blue's Clues actually becomes like an adult film, not an adult film, but like, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like a movie for grownups. It's not that far. <laughs> I hope Steve actually dies in that film. That's all I'm gonna say. Dang. Nothing against Steve, but like the, the just to make fun of the whole like he died effect, or like the the rumor that he yeah. died back when the internet wasn't a thing, and all. Yeah, when he disappeared <laughs> off the show, and then all the all the parents would be like. Steve died. At least that's what my parents did. Four days later, like, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think my mom ever said anything. I think me and my sister just like didn't even. We were just like, oh, all right, different guy on the show. It's we're just show. moving on. <laughs> yeah, and then that happened. It's yeah, it was a great time. All right, and the last one, Hot Wheels film by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh... You know, I think uh, me personally, uh, my faith in J.J. Yeah. Abrams has Same. diminished over the years. I, I Look, mm-hmm. I love J.J. And I think his investment in creating quality content related to previous IPs is respectable. And he's made some interesting stuff over the years. But I think he's gotten to the point where it's like, maybe just take a mm-hmm. step back and decide like what type of content do you want to make going forward and it seems like that's what he did after the last star wars movie he's kind of been radio silent but it's like maybe go get the band back together and make another star trek rather than making a hot wheels movie but (laughs) we'll see yeah i'm not holding my hat high on that one if that one got canceled be like "Eh, i'm okay with that no barney got canceled though no i don't want to see that in fruition <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> cancel Hot Wheels oh, for before sure. you cancel Barbie. All right, let's let's get into some movies. Yeah. All right. So we started arguing films back in like 2017, 2018. And I feel like the two big films that yeah. we argued on was Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Infinity War. And I just watched mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok again. And you decided that it's a top five MCU. Okay, so here's the story on this. So when it first came out, I didn't really care for it that much just because it felt like a lot of the big moments were they just they took the jokes, took the air out of the big moments, the big emotional moments and the big emotional payoff. And then a joke just took it over. And they were great jokes. It's a great fun mm-hmm. film. I, I think I give this film. I think right now I'm going to move back to a four minus. But right before it was a four. That's where my rating was. So, OK, my. 
initially I didn't care for it. And then I rewatched it a few times and I'm like, oh, this movie's actually very enjoyable. It's a breath of fresh air. It's just, uh, it's just a fun film, but now rewatching it, realizing that the story is the framework for the story has the makings of a, not just a great film, like one of the best films in the MCU. But I feel like uh, Taika Waititi's style kind of just did the sur- the story a disservice, and it took a, it just took a lot of air out of that story. I think when it comes to Thor Ragnarok, the issue of the lens you view it from comes from remembering what Thor one and Thor the yeah. Dark World were like, and thinking if we keep. It, you could tell the same exact story. Surtur captures him. He beats Surtur. He has mm-hmm. Surtur's helm. Hela is awoken. Odin dies. All of that. So much. All those story beats can still happen. And then you could just take the part with the Grand Master and hire some serious actor instead of... You could get Ben Mendelsohn instead mm-hmm. of Jeff Goldblum to play the Grand Master. And you could make Valkyrie not a drunk. And you could not make Thor's scene with Hulk funny. And then you could go, oh, and then he's going to go fight Hela and she's going to kill the Warriors 3 and she's going to bring Scourge with his M16s and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But then the movie just feels so heavy and so dark again. And that's exactly what 2 did. And it ruined... Most people put Dark World at like bottom 3 MCs all time. Exactly. So if you took the same story that Ragnarok has and you take that, I'll admit, Thor Love and Thunder yeah. is trash garbage. It's one it's it's maybe worse than Dark World Ooh. in my opinion. It's it's fu- it's um, more fun than Dark World, I'll say. See, but that the funness of that movie ruins it because gore is that's a different conversation. But Ragnarok introduced this new element to thor where we saw it a little Mm -hmm. bit in avengers movies like oh chris hemsworth is handsome Mm -hmm. and kind of funny and then it was like but what if he just like was kind of funny like it it doesn't hurt his his abilities Mm -hmm. as thor and if you give him a villain that's so evil and sinister like hella it's like we now have a story that can be entertaining and carry a heavy message about the importance of family, mm-hmm. the strength of Thor, the importance of kinship and protecting those you love. But it doesn't have to feel like, oh my god, Loki's turning white on some random dark elf planet and I'm supposed to cry? Why? Like, and why are we implanting pipes in the ground to suck up a dark elf at the end of the it's movie? Fair. You know? So, that's that's how yeah, I felt. I think that. that's all about valid <laughs> points because after watching Dark World and the first Thor, it's like a breath of fresh air. You're like, oh damn, this is like this is fun, mm-hmm. especially like when the mu- music gets going. Uh, Led Zeppelin immigration song at the end, like everything just yep. looks beautiful. The action's great. That's why it's a, it's still a great movie. But I feel James Gunn could have made this film a five because I feel like he does a great job of balancing hmm. like humor with emotional weight. Or if like the Russo brothers were the ones who did took over this movie, they also are pretty good at with like when it comes to um humor but also emotional like levity to make the film feel more grand while also not deflating like the jokes don't deflate the seriousness of the film which i feel like ragnarok does a little bit i think that's i think that's fair i think with ragnarok though as a movie on its own maybe it's not an a plus but i do think that it is in the context of Thor, it would have been really hard to sell an audience after being so bored That's of fair. Thor movies. 
another another serious Thor movie and be like, you're going to cry because Thor loses his eye and his dad dies. You're going to be like, I yeah. don't care, bro. I'm bored. I'm oh, bored. I agree. I agree. <laughs> if it was like either a serious film or a very, or like Ragnarok, I'm taking Ragnarok 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. I, I agree with you that there could be elements yeah. of it that could be changed to make it more seamless in its storytelling. Uh, at its time though, I don't think the MCU was at that point of like being able to find that ebb and flow. Perfect. You you Mm -hmm. had seen it in movies, but like now they have it down to like a disgusting science where it's like almost you're sick of it. You (laughs) wish some of it was kind of more raw. Um, But uh, I, I think for that movie, it was like, this works and it's so fresh and it fulfills this new thing. And it, it also does, it's a little bit of a character mashup with Mm -hmm. throwing Hulk in there, you know, it's a so, Avengers. Uh, it's a Avengers a big, movie. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just a big Thor so. fan. So, like, even though Thor one and two mm-hmm. are not great, I still just Thor's one of my favorite Avengers. I, so. I think uh, <laughs> I think Thor Ragnarok changed my stepson's um, favorite character. I think it's now Thor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that movie's responsible for a lot of people's so. favorite. I think so, but we see the Thor. downside with Thor: Love and Thunder too. Like they it kind of went too far with it and the the, mm-hmm. the framework of the story just wasn't quite there even though i think uh gore the god butcher is an amazing villain when it comes to the comics christian bale oh, christian so bale I thought, did a great job for like what he was given for his 17 yeah. minutes of screen time like if that <laughs> should should have been so so much more yeah so all right um let's I want to bring it to Infinity War real quick. Has your views changed on Infinity War? So if you want to refresh my memory on what my opinions of Infinity War were that we disagreed um, so heavily on. You had it, you, when it came out, you were like, oh, it wasn't a complete film. It couldn't tell its story on its own. And that was like, I think the biggest con. Yeah. And I would, I would, I want to argue back on it, that point a little bit. And I've, I've had this in my head for about five years now. Just so you know, because you're like the biggest, like you're like the biggest critic that I ever talked to on Infinity War, where most <laughs> people would be like, "Oh no, that's like the very, the best MCU film is Infinity War." I would argue <laughs> that I think I argued this point with you too that Thanos was the protagonist of sorts. When you fi- when you see the film through his eyes, it has a, a start, finish, and an end. So. I think from that perspective, that is yeah. correct. But I think the problem, and I I love Infinity War. I think Infinity War is a top five. If we're talking Avengers included, it's a still a top five MCU movie. It's really good. But when you have a story that takes 10 years to tell, mm-hmm. I don't want a guy who's never been a primary character in a movie to be the protagonist of that movie, quote unquote protagonist yeah. to be the main character. So my main characters mm-hmm. are the heroes that I've fallen in love with over the last decade of my childhood slash into adulthood. And so when the movie ends, it's like this, it, it's supposed to feel like this. Oh my God, they're all dead. But instead for me, it was like, yeah yeah but there's another movie like this wasn't the end of these character stories and we unfortunately in the internet era like we Mm -hmm. know that so 
seeing it end was like, well, yeah, but they're not gone. Like, they couldn't be gone. That'd be insane. What are you guys, crazy? You think Disney wants to stop yeah. printing money? Like, so I was able to watch the movie and enjoy it. But I think the crazy thing that I always tell people is Infinity War didn't make me cry. Like, hmm. I watched Infinity War with minimal – I knew I knew very little about the plan because I specifically didn't want to research anything mm -hmm. about the story. So when it ended, everyone's watching Peter Parker turn to dust, and they're, like, that, that <laughs> wiping me. tears away. Exactly. And that's totally fair. But for me, it ended, and I was like, that was really good. That was a really mm. awesome story. But I think the way that they actually end this story is going to be better. And that's how I feel, is that when I watch Endgame, while I think Endgame's plot is messier than Infinity Wars, its ending conclusion is so unbelievably like i didn't know i could be that fulfilled okay, yeah. by an ending of a story until i watched endgame and i cried for what like the last 25 mm. minutes of the movie or whatever and i was like oh my god bro like it's, it's perfect i don't care if there's some random little bit of you know oh we're gonna time travel and do this it was like yeah but those little time travel moments had yeah. little nuggets of fun in them that didn't feel forced so while i enjoy infinity war I think that weakness of it is after 10 years. I recent I rewatched it within the last couple of years with Grace cuz mm. she loves Infinity War. And when we watched it it ended and we both were like, "Man, that movie really doesn't invest as much time in its heroes mm -hmm. as you would expect it to for it being about these characters we've been watching for 10 years." It feels very choppy it as, does. Cho as that, it cuts I would agree that's like stories. the weakness of it. But that's where I'm like, "Well, Thanos is weirdly the protagonist but like our heroes are also the protagonist of the story i always treated mm -hmm. it as like it was the ninth episode uh, the i can never say this word peninsulum wait did i just say it peninsulum or the penultimum is that actually how you pronounce that? okay i, I always I treated it like so. that was the chapter of the mcu you know like the um the penultimate episode so it's yeah it's the, the red wedding blast. of yeah the uh yeah. infinity saga and that's like how i took it i'm like this is like the best you know peninsula i cannot say that word <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> the best like second to last episode of a season like of a season i'm like this there's no better way i would want this to end and that's I'm like for what mm -hmm. it was going for i'm like it's a five it's like the like i can't think of a better way to do it because we I think I, on your scale, I'd give Endgame a five, and I'd give Infinity War a okay, four. I can't argue too hard on that one. Yeah, I'm. I don't think they're no. drastically different. Like even with my issues with Infinity War, I'm still like it's way better than most right. MCU movies. Before we <laughs> like, move on, where would you put Thor Ragnarok? Uh, I have said, uh, me and my girlfriend have done a tier list multiple times with MCU movies. And we always say that you don't count Avengers movies because it's too unfair. It's a big team up movies. So for us, uh, Thor Ragnarok always lands in my top, normally in my top three, top five in the MCU. Normally my top five, mm -hmm. it fluctuates, but it's normally Ragnarok, Winter Soldier, Iron Man one, Guardians three. Yeah. Now Guardians three is now up there. And, the last slot definitely flip-flops around because sometimes it's just whatever I'm thinking about at the time. Uh, recently, though, I've been 
uh, really vibing with Shang-Chi, but I know that that's probably not actually a top five one for me. It's just because I think it's really cool. That's and fine. I've like put, put Homecoming in like my own personal like favorites just because I, I... Oh, actually, yeah, never mind. If we want to be honest, take Shang-Chi yeah. out and put in No Way Home. Those would be, that'd be, I mean, that's like the safest top five in MCU history, but I don't They're care. Good. They're good movies. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a little. Speaking of Homecoming, though, I'll just throw this tidbit in. Vulture, in my opinion, is the best MCU villain. Oh, period. Even more over Thanos. I think that Thanos's like, weakness is okay. overexposure to where yeah. we see him so much that then it's like, well, yeah, he's the big bad. And it's like, but... I think Vulture's interpersonal relationship with Peter makes him so much more menacing and just like, oh my God, like this guy's going to kill a child. (laughs) Yeah, I actually really, really enjoy the Vulture. I hate the Vulture when it comes to like comics. When uh, if I'm reading the comic and like, hey, the Vulture is the biggest villain of this arc. I'm like, ugh. Like an old Mm -hmm. dude in a suit that just steals things. Like I'm bored. Yeah. With wings. Okay, cool. But (laughs) then like Michael, Michael Keaton playing the Vulture. I didn't really like the idea, but then I saw the movie and I was like, damn. Like he, that scene when he opens yeah. the door when he goes to pick her up, it's like, oh, oh like, my gosh, shit. <laughs> like it's just like Peter's in yeah some deep shit right now, and like it just hit differently. It was definitely yeah. like a nice fresh take. Um, man, we yeah. we went off the trail with the homecoming there. No, you're good. Sorry, I, it's what happens with this podcast. <laughs> so yeah. what's up? Let's get into some of the 2023 movies. So let's talk DCU. So you. Ant-Man. I want to talk Ant-Man. Oh, okay. So oh, did I say DCU? DCU? I meant MCU. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to DCEU. Yeah. I think initially I was going to start with DCU, but I keep flip-flopping what movies I want to start with. But let's, let's go no, Marvel. You're good. So let's go Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumadium. What was your thoughts on that film? Uh, I think the description of Ant-Man, Quantumania can perfectly be summed up just by <laughs> meh. That's I, fine. It's... It was inoffensively okay. Like, I walked out of it, and I wasn't excited for more MCU. If anything, it was like, wow, this really confirmed that maybe there is a little bit of fatigue, because I love Paul Rudd, and this movie was kind of not Yeah, actually, so I quoted your article, and your uh, your statement fits perfectly with your quote. Uh, It's an enjoyable ride that really helps build the roadmap for the MCU, but by being that, it also falls in mundane. Mundane. Mundanity. Mundanity. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly how I feel about it. Uh, everyone I saw it with, we all walked out and we all were like, what'd you guys think? And everyone was like, eh, yeah. that's fine. I went, like, man, that movie okay. was, that movie sucked. <laughs> that movie should have been written a lot better. That was, that was... I, I, I think that's a fair criticism that a lot of people had. They were like, it should have been more, but... And they're just so caught up with wanting to build the universe that they forgot that the movie still needed to be. Yeah, it's like cool. Like I'm gra- like I was happy to see Kang, and I was like I'm happy that Kang is coming up. Mm-hmm. You know now that Jonathan Majors might or may or may not be in trouble, kind of just ruins this movie yeah, even more. We'll but um, I'm like I really just wanted this to be an Ant Man movie. Like they mm-hmm. spent five minutes of it being an Ant Man movie, and then it was just like boop gone. You know, cat. Yep. And then it was like, we're weird guardians of the galaxy. Basically. Off. Yeah. So yeah, you, you gave it a B minus <laughs> and I was going to jump, I was going to jump you on that score. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a little high for me. I guess like in your grading system. Yeah. 
when when I looked at it, I think, and this is where like my grading system struggles. I looked at it and I was like, is this movie bad? And I was like, no, there are worse MCU movies. And especially if you put this on the caliber and no offense, I'm going to take a shot here against like a DCEU movie. It's like, yeah, this was pretty good, you know, considering that's, that's a low bar. So I'm like, it's not reaching <laughs> exactly. It's not reaching that level of like D, but I'm also like C seems fair. I was very close to going mm. like C plus, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a B minus just because I like Paul Rudd and he was still funny in the yeah. beginning and the end. Even if in the middle it, it was not. <laughs> I just remember like the whole. I was really intrigued with the first five minutes. Just like the Cassie Lang is like in, getting in trouble. She's being rebellion. Mm-hmm. Ant uh, Paul Rudd, Ant Man, Scott Lang. He wasn't really doing much. He was just being kind of a celebrity. Wasp was leading her own company. Barely in also, the movie. Yeah. Also, serves um, no purpose. Jan <laughs> Janet is uh, back not really talking hank is kind of retired i forget he's just being, being old. old and i'm like man i'm excited for this movie yep. Zip. right now we're yeah yep. we're not gonna tell that story yeah we're not gonna go into the intrigue of the real world how about we just have them get sucked uh, into fight the kang. realm and, and fight kang and uh, and man beat with kang with no man. casualties i was kind of mad at that i'm like someone someone needed to die Dude. oh my I literally, at the end of that movie, I was like, Kang, please murder someone. I yeah. was like, kill one of them. Not Ant-Man. Kill somebody else. My, uh... I don't care who. Kill his daughter. My, uh... kill... I don't care which which one you kill, kill somebody. Like, give Ant-Man... It's just like when yeah. Coulson gets killed in the first Avengers. Give them a reason. He doesn't have a reason mm-hmm. to be an Avenger. Give him a reason. Kill somebody. <laughs> like, And then when he comes back to be the big bad... He's got a personal vendetta and yeah. reason to want to make murder the next film like better too. Give that little personal weight. So we were talking yeah. predictions. Uh, one of my uh, regulars I have on the show, his name's Ernie. He was all about like, I want Cassie Lane to die. And it just became a bit hashtag kill Cassie. And we're still making that joke. <laughs> and so if, if he, uh, Ernie, if you're listening to this, this, this is for you. <laughs> killer, but it, for real though, I'm like kill somebody, like, kill Wasp. Like she's barely in the Yeah. No one likes Evangeline Lily anymore. Kill her off. Like make them both get mad out. and get two heroes. Two for one, they're mad whilst you weren't exactly weren't doing anything anyway. I don't know. And then she can have the wings. Cassie can have the wings. Boom. Done. Boom. There you go. You still have a wasp. Like <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just disappointing. All right, so moving on from disappointing Guardians of the Galaxy, we I feel like we don't have to talk too much on it because I think we're both in agreement. Agreement. It's a great film. It's incredible. Yeah, I watched it late. Yeah, I already like I kind of like got a little. I read about spoilers, so I kind of knew what happened. Oh come I, on, Jake! You're reading spoilers, I, I, dude. I, it's it was a month. I was reading all about how great this <laughs> film was. I was getting spoiled anyway, so I'm like, I'm just, I'm just gonna read it. But I watched the film, and it was still great. Like, and that's why, like, mm-hmm. if a movie, if you, if someone spoils a movie to you, and it's still a great movie for you, you know it's a great movie. That's the testament yeah. to a truly great film or a movie that you've already watched before that you can rewatch and it still sucks you. Yeah. In I'm excited. excited for this film to come out. Cause I'm like, I want to watch it again. It was a great, the whole, Oh, you go. When, you go. 
I was just going to say when it came out, I saw it the first time. And then the next weekend I had to go see something mm -hmm. else. I don't remember what came out. And uh, my girlfriend went and saw it with one of her friends and she saw it a second time. And I was like, Grace, I don't want to go see this movie. I just want to go see <laughs> Guardians 3 again. And I was like, but I know I have yeah. to go see this new movie. <laughs> nice. Um, the hallway scene at the end of Guardians, I really, really like, I think it's like one of the best. Marvel has this thing with hallway scenes, especially Daredevil usually. Yeah, they took it from yep, Old Boy. For sure. I never watched Old Boy, but I've <laughs> just seen like the, everyone. Yeah, but I've seen the YouTube. Really? I would recommend it. There's also a really good one in a terrible Jude Law movie called Repo Men that does a pretty good hallway scene at the end. Nice. But yeah, um, just getting back to it. Um, Guardians, I felt like, had the best hallway scene I've seen in a Marvel film or Marvel product. I don't know if it beats the chain scene from Daredevil mm -hmm. for me. Um, but past that scene, I can't really think of another one that's better yeah. than the Guardians. I know. I also like the one in Guardians 1, though, when they're on Ronan's ship and they're yeah. killing everybody. And uh, yeah, that one's good. But yeah, I'd say I that just one's probably the best one. I in theaters and just going like, damn, this is just beautiful looking. Like, it's not practical it's practical mm -hmm. and cgi effects but I'm like damn this just looks good it's fun we're getting guardians yeah. being guardians for the last time and that's just what i want to feel yeah. in that movie like i want i want yeah i want to exactly feel I, the heroes being themselves in an epic moment yeah and they're all happy and mm -hmm. together and doing their thing at the end and uh yeah the ending of that movie is beautiful it's all put together incredibly and like I know you said it before with James Gunn, but I think that movie solidified DC's decision to put him at the helm because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 perfectly closes the yeah. story for the Guardians. And I mean, I mean, you couldn't get a better ending. And that's one where they didn't. Yeah. Need what to what was your thoughts someone. on that? Because like, <laughs> everyone was like making predictions of who died. I made a video, uh, uh, not a video, but a episode we talked about who we thought were gonna was gonna die because it may make sense that someone would die in the finale but they didn't kill anyone off mm, so yeah we we talked about it a little bit me and my friends and most of us were under the impression that like maybe they were gonna kill drax because batista's made it very clear mm -hmm. that he's done he's like i'm out um they could have killed um gamora just because She's not really there because it's different I, Gamora. She was last on my whatever. list. I'm like, they're not going to kill her twice. Yeah. So I figured they wouldn't kill Star-Lord. Peter Quill slash Chris Pratt is way too marketable yeah. of a hero. Um, my guess was Drax, maybe Groot. They could kill Rocket. Rocket, I think, was the most popular Who's choice for one? most people because yeah. of the way that the... Yeah, most people were like, Rocket's out. My number one was Drax. But then in the end, when they didn't kill anyone, I was... I was like, yeah. I'm fine with this because this is a ragtag group of characters and we don't have to kill any of them for their yeah. story to matter. And uh, my girlfriend personally hates Nebula. Nebula is like her least favorite really? MCU character. I really love Nebula. <laughs> so she was she was really rooting for Nebula to get murdered. But when she but she didn't get murdered. <laughs> Nebula slowly has become like my favorite of like the Guardians. Like she's wow that's a i know statement. i didn't like nebula to start i didn't like her in the second film because i was like why is she in the second film take her out but like infinity war Endgame, and now with this uh, volume three i'm just like i actually really enjoy this character it's a 
it's a redemption yeah, like of Virgin's character. So like, it's one of the characters I'm like, I just want to see what happens to her. Like, I just want to know. And That's fair. Yeah, my my favorite guardian was was at the beginning and still at the end was always Peter Quill. I just I just think Star Lord's so he's so like you're so drawn to his charisma and he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Chris Pratt in general is like that, but him as Star-Lord is definitely yeah. like, yeah, I would just have fun watching Star-Lord be Star-Lord. Yeah. Honestly, that's, a, that's how I feel like a lot of exactly. those characters. That's just a testament to James Gunn writing. Cause like I'm intrigued by all these characters. Like they're interesting. They're well written. Yeah. I want another story. So, um, let's, before we skip into DCEU, let's talk Spider-Man. So you gave it an A plus. I think I gave yeah. it a five minus or a four plus. Oh, okay. And the only re- my only criticism of this whole film is this: it's going to go back to Infinity War. It's a part one. It doesn't see your you have the reverse thought oh, no. on this one. We're flip okay. flopped because on in this movie, it never feels like it is supposed to complete That's fair. the story. It feels like we're seeing the growth of Miles Morales yeah. continue as he's attempting to find his way in the world. And obviously Gwen becomes a far more prominent mm-hmm. character and we're seeing her find her way. So when it ends, it feels like a true comic book. Ending. It does. It does. You're watching, a, you're you're flipping to the last page of the comic book and you're like, <laughs> no, it's over. Like, Should I don't know what happens. And one month. Exactly. And it's like a true no, ending. I, yeah. I agree with that. But, I did. Um, yeah, it feels, it really, really does feel like a comic book chapter. It feels like you're reading a graphic yeah. novel and you got halfway and you have to go buy part two or you have to wait for part two to come out. Yep. So, but I, that's my only criticism. And I'm like, I can't, I'm like, it's a five minus. I was very surprised that they ended it the way they did. I thought it would have a more seamless, like it ends, but then we know yeah. it's going to continue. But instead it literally just went with the straight up <laughs> to be continued. And I was like, Oh, Cliffhanger. Okay. oh wow. <laughs> so don't see that very often uh-uh. in the movies. Anymore, and I'm like, so. it's, it sucks for grading. So I'm like, okay, part one. Great. Cross Spider-Verse. Like it's, I have no complaints other than that. It ended, which is a testament to how great of the film it is. But I'm like, I can't really, I don't know how great this is going to be until the second part comes out because the story hasn't ended and I don't know what the story, yeah. like where it leads to. So it's hard to like grade. And I, I've watched yeah. a lot of like YouTube videos are like, it's a, it's, it's like the best film. I think it's hard to tell. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of people overhyping it and this is going to sound really pretentious mm-hmm. when I say this, but a lot of people that like currently letterboxd has it rated as the number one movie of all time. And it's like, Okay, if a bunch of casual fans attack a movie platform, I don't have a Letterboxd account because I never wanted to join all the pretentious people. And then now it seems like it's just taken over with casuals. So now it's like, well, I missed my opportunity to be on there when it would have been (laughs) filled with people that I would have wanted to talk to. And now it's like, really, guys? We're called... It, I gave it an A plus. It's a great, but the best movie ever made. Like you need to expand yeah, your yeah. horizons a little bit. Like, <laughs> like I, I think Into the Spider Verse is one of my favorite like comic book movies of all time. It's my favorite Spider Man film. But I'm like, I don't know if I'd say it's the best film of all time. Like compared to like Godfather, I'm like it's it's no. the Godfather of superhero animation. Yeah. 
and that's the thing there there's always a there's always yeah. a goal post and that goal post is whatever you make it is the goal post pulp fiction is the goal post the godfather yeah. is it shawshank is it you know ben hur and then you go well yeah but it's into the spider verse it could never be ben hur and it's like then you just answered your own question about whether or not it's yeah. the best movie ever made like <laughs> yeah exactly but i i do think like across the spider-verse is now the like the bar when it comes to if you want to be the best animation film for superhero films 100 percent for animation if there's yeah and, I, and i'm like i'm going to put it into the spider-verse just because it like actually that movie concludes it's right up there it's the same bar it hit its own bar but like in a weird oh, way yeah. across the spider-verse beats into the spider-verse like the animation is slightly better the music is slightly mm -hmm. better. The characterizations are slightly better. It's weird how it like works. I'm like they're all slightly better, but I don't know if I'd say it's a like a better film. It's, it's and that's insane to think that you're talking about two sequels or two films that are exactly. sequels to each other. To say like, well, the first one was so good, and the second one's also so good, but like it maybe looks a little prettier, but like also I don't like the conclusion as much, but like. They're both basically five. <laughs> uh, base, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. But I'm not with across the Spider Verse. Yeah. I'm like, it, it could be, a, it could be a five for me. It really, it all depends on the next one. If it leads, if that movie's also a five, I'm like, it's all fives. It's, it's the benchmark of. Yeah. When when I reviewed it, I said to Grace, I was like, I want to give it an A plus because I can't think of a reason to not yeah. give it an A plus. And I was like. But also, kind of like you, I was like, but does it deserve an A+, plus? like, since it's not a full completed story? And she's like, but it is. She's like, would you call a single issue of a comic book and not a story? And she's like, everything's a chapter in some story. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I mean, I guess that's true. She's also a writer, though. So, like, I would, I would, brain works. I'm also a writer. I also have my own comics that I wrote. I would argue that, like, a great issue in a comic of a larger story is not as great as some of... Uh, individual issues like there's some issue there's some That's, issues yeah. i wrote by uh, or i wrote by written by sorry written by tom king i don't know if you ever heard of him he wrote batman for a while he wrote the uh, the new supergirl okay. movie that's coming out uh that's based off his oh, okay. story and there's actually an issue in um that story that is like one of the best comic books i've ever read and he's had a few of them but like it's it's a larger chapter. It's one chapter in a larger broad story. But it's all it's also its own contained story, with it, and that's why it's yeah. so great. Whereas across the Spider Verse is a chapter one of two. It is unless, and this is the one all argument right. I'll make for that, if it never said to be continued at the end, and Miles was cut off after he showed up in his mm -hmm. bedroom, right? We don't see the fulfillment of his story. The movie doesn't start with Miles. That's fair. It starts That's with fair. Gwen. And if the movie ended with Gwen walking away from the spider team, I don't remember what they were called, but if the movie ended with her abandoning that team, the movie is her growth as a character and her abandoning them. And now we pick up with mm -hmm. Gwen and Miles in the next movie, and there is a fulfilled story there. But instead... They weave the tale of Gwen and Miles together, so one story does okay, have a yeah. fulfilling ending, but it continues. I, I had that thought because I'm like, so, how, do, how would I make this better? How would I make Across the Spider Verse better? And that's I'm like, I would have probably maybe ended it where Gwen finally has that moment with her father and leaves the team. To yeah. me, that's like this is her story. This is her movie. 
and then exactly. Miles is in the background, and then you lead into it. So I'm happy you said that because I'm like, oh, I I had that same thought. You just said it probably yeah. a lot better than I could. <laughs> All right, so let's get into DCEU. So I've noticed that you didn't put a Shazam review out. So, so fun thing, I did write a review for Shazam, but then a bunch of better uh -huh. movies came out and it kind of just fell to the wayside. And then it fell so far to the wayside that I decided I am currently working on my uh, first half of the year recap for all the movies that I didn't get a chance mm -hmm. to write reviews for. And that's all one right. of them because I was like, this doesn't deserve a full right, review. Steve it's Pete, fine. What, what, using my scale, what did you give it? uh let's go i'm gonna say two. Oh, you're giving let's me a two. two okay maybe uh so the 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 grade i was going to give it was a c minus oh. um it is right on the cusp of being something that's not even worth really watching, in my opinion i actually really enjoyed this film i see i think that this falls into that category where when we were discussing yeah. your rating system not to break kayfabe before we started recording, but of you said it's meh, but like yeah. you could have fun with it. And that's how I, I'm like, if someone told me they liked Shazam mm -hmm. Fury of the Gods, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. You probably liked it because you like Shazam or you like Zachary Levi Guilty. or whatever, or you just thought it was entertaining. Guilty. I watched it and was like, this is like a cheese ball B movie. What are these villains? Why do they all have different accents? Why is Zachary Levi being played by a child who's acting like he's in an Oscar drama and then Zachary Levi acts like an 11 year old? Like there, mm -hmm. the continuity of characters and storytelling just wasn't there for me. And by the end, this is the weirdest thing I'll say about Shazam. Both movies have such incredible yeah. design like the creatures at the end of this movie the gargoyle mm -hmm. monsters in the first one they're so cool but the problem is they're supposed to be like 16 in this movie and zachary levi's still like 11 years old yeah funny guys do you see that and it's like and i know a lot of people have shared it on twitter but the scene with his mom at the end he's kid and he's like crying and he's like mom I love you. And she's like, you're going to go out there and you're going to beat him because you're a champion. And then he goes, Shazam. And then Zachary Levi's is like, huh, huh, bye guys. And then and it's like, what? Like, where did all, like, you want to talk about wasting emotional yeah, weight? Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the reason why I gave it a three plus and I'm actually really high on this movie when I came out on it. Now it'd probably be like a three minus. I just, it was the most, okay. So the first film, I thought it was, the great the greatest parts about the first film is like when they're training to be a hero because it's like man this mm -hmm. if a kid got a superpower this is what a kid in this generation would do and it was fucking hilarious um yeah and then you know in between that movie was generic superhero shit and it seems like in the sequel they're like you know what you know the the part that everybody loved about the first film yeah fuck it let's just throw it away and just make a generic the most generic superhero film possible but like, I feel like they made the best generic superhero movie as possible. And that's why I gave it a three plus initial initially. Cause I'm like, you know, it is generic. There's so much shit I can make fun of it for. But at the same time, I'm like, I fucking enjoyed this film probably cause I like Shazam. 
see and i loved shazam one i think shazam one currently is still probably one of the best DCEU low bar, low movies bar but yes that's been made low bar but i think it's one of the best it's up there with like birds of prey and aquaman but right, you, uh you don't have the suicide think... squad up there yeah the james gunn one really no. okay It'd still be, it would be up there closer to the top, but those okay. are my top three that... are probably Shazam, Aquaman, and Birds of Prey. Interesting. Because no one talks about Birds I, of Prey. I really so enjoy good. Birds of Prey, actually. It's so good. It's so good. And no one watches <laughs> I feel like everyone who watches it is like, oh, this movie's trash. I'm like, what? This is like, is it, it's really just a Harley no. Quinn film, and it's a great Harley Quinn film. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's gritty. It's dark, but yeah. it's entertaining. But anyway, McGregor. So I think, yeah, you, who doesn't love Ewan McGregor? Um, I think that Shazam One captured mm -hmm. it so well. Like you said, they captured that childhood yep. mentality, which is what the DCEU needed so, so bad. badly. It needed some lightening up. And then with the second one, they went, "Hey guys, you know how Ant Man came out last month? What if we just did that but worse?" <laughs> Like what? What if we did that, but with less talented <laughs> actors and a script that was even more boring? Yeah. And a and I think the key thing is a villain that's worse because what, the daughters of Atlas were made up for that movie, and the three most random actors. Okay, let's roll a dice. We got Lucy Liu, Helen Mirren, and Rachel Ziegler. Okay, we have the star of West Side Story, a lady yep. in her 80s who's only done Fast and Furious movies for like the last decade. And then Lucy Liu, who everyone knows Lucy Liu from Charlie's Angels, but past that, I don't, I couldn't name I felt like she was just Lucy like a TV actor <laughs> trying to be like a yeah. villain. It's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm watching a soap opera, which is yeah and it was super it was cringe, and i fucking and loved it i don't know why I, I i think that that's the enjoyment people can get is that like B yeah. movie element out of it but i think for me i was just like so over it by the time i got to the end did but you, i was like you... bro like and then the the stupid thing with Wonder oh, Woman my... at the end i don't know if i'm yeah, going to go for it stuff, it's not but... <laughs> no one watched it anyway i went opening night there was two other people yeah. it also was a blizzard in minnesota too so i guess maybe that's why no one watched it that would cut I, down on i it, think it's but. just the fact that shazam that was like the worst part though this is a kid's funeral and she just shows up out of nowhere posing with the music yeah and dude this i know this is an unpopular opinion i hate wonder I, woman's theme i i am in agreement it. with you i don't like it dude i can't stand like when it showed up in the flash when she showed up i was like kill me i don't I don't even want to, I don't want to be like right individually. Like, I don't mind it. I don't mind it for the wonder woman like film. I didn't even like it in the wonder woman movie. Or like, <laughs> wonder woman movie. when she initially shows up, but like in every single scene, she shows up. It's like, do we really need this theme? I don't, I don't feel like nope, it fits her character that well. No, she's not as hardcore. No. As it she doesn't even carry her sword anymore. <laughs> All right. Let's get in the flash then. That's the newer movie that came out. Yeah. I feel like I'm... So you have it as a C. I have it as a 4 minus. Yeah. I feel like I'm a lot higher on these newer films than you are. And I'm usually very critical of DCEU. So let's, let's talk yeah. Flash a little bit. I. So with The Flash. So Shazam was like 
to me, it was like, okay, guys, we're about to throw this whole universe away. Crumple up a piece of paper, throw it at the wall, give Zachary Levi a paycheck yeah. and get it out the door. We don't really care. But this movie felt like this has been in production. We've been thinking about this. Remember the scene in Justice League when Batman falls asleep and then mm -hmm. the Flash shows up and says Lois? And it's like, oh, yeah, I do remember that. So I was excited. Ezra Miller stuff aside, you know, production hell aside, as a movie, I was like, this could be fun. Personally, I'm not a big Barry Allen guy. I've always been a Wally West guy. He's a better Flash, um, I will say. He's the better Flash. I don't know why every time they make the Flash, they're like, he needs to be Barry Allen. And it's like, we all grew up with Wally West in the Justice League show. Just yeah. give us Yeah, I mean, West. Barry Allen's kind of like that whiny character that always seems like, it, like he, he's like Peter Parker where he just, he fucks things up somehow. He just makes like the bad decision. He's not like yeah. a great favorable character. Where Wally West is just very lovable. Exactly. Yeah. Lovable. Yeah. So I went into it and I had hopes of like, it'll be okay, right? And it started and it was like, okay, it's kind of funny. He's catching babies out of the sky. And then I didn't like that they recasted his dad, but whatever. And then we get to the scene with Wonder Woman and Batman. And I was like, Okay, we're throwing in some Marvel comedy here, calling the Flash a yeah. virgin and stuff, but whatever. I'll it's fine. And then he runs so fast he mm. goes back in time. So he goes to Batman and goes, Batman, whoa, dude, I could save our parents. And Batman's like, Whoa, dude, our trauma is what makes us heroes. Maybe yeah. you don't do that. And then he's like, I'm just gonna go do it. I'm gonna go do it. I don't care. And the thing that really kills me about it is that by the time we get to the mm. end of the movie, none of our problems have been solved. Well, one. None of them. One. It his dad's free. If you're going to... His dad is free, but he's in the wrong oh, yeah, timeline. <laughs> none, none of it mattered. We are back okay, where we fair. started. His mom's still dead. He's in God the God damn you, George Clooney. You ruined Boom. it. <laughs> you ruined Batman again. So that's the thing is it gets to the end. And I'm like, dude, begrudgingly, Ezra Miller gives a good performance he in does. this movie. He's funny enough. But emotionally, he really gets the scenes with his parents, specifically that ending scene with his it mom was, at the grocery store. Is it so was amazing. I actually got teared up a little bit. It's Oh, yeah. Like, it's so good. But then you get all the way to the end and you're like, oh my God, he did it, guys. And then George Clooney walks up and you're like, what the fuck is going on? You're like, this is how we're ending this movie? Like, we went mm -hmm. through this whole journey. We had to watch Michael Keaton die multiple times. We had to see Supergirl die multiple times in a PS2 cutscene. And now nice. it's fucking George Clooney is what I get out of this. That's my prize at the end of this adventure. Like, <laughs> Yeah, me and my friend were just like, wait, does this mean George Clooney is now the dcu batman I'm like i'm so confused by that so my theory and this i was talking to my friend who i saw it with and i was like the only the only acceptable thing to do here if you're going to keep them in this universe because aquaman was yeah. there in the end credit scene like he's not being recasted the only acceptable way to do this is that you bring in terry mcginnis as your new Batman and George Clooney plays old Bruce Wayne. It's fair. So you go Batman beyond well, doing, in the new universe. They're doing Damian Wayne in the next film. They could see the problem is Clooney's so old though. Like how does it that doesn't, make any sense? That's why sense, I like. You know? I was really like, I like, I like that George Clooney's here. It's a cool like, hey, he's back moment. But then it's like, wait, 
What is there larger implications, or are we just scrapping this movie altogether? See, and that's my issue. Is at the end of it, I go. So James Cunn claims that this movie is like the reset for the universe. And it's like, yeah, but you just reset a universe with George Clooney as your fucking Batman. Like, what the hell are you talking about, James Gunn? Like, you're like, hey, you guys want to go watch uh, George Lopez in Blue Beetle? It's going to be cool. Don't worry about George Clooney being our Batman. Like, like. I I don't think George Clooney is going to be our Batman. I don't think he is either. But that was my biggest issue. By the time it got to the end, I was like, none of this mattered. The only thing we got was story develop or character development for Barry, but past character development for Barry, there's nothing else there. All the rest of the world is still wrong because all we know about is George Clooney being Batman. We don't know what else is. I think maybe uh, the way I look at it is like Flashpoint's basically the same story. It stole a lot of points from Flashpoint the story, and I think that story you kind of like it was all character development. Like Flash grew, but the world mostly just went back to the same and that's the except he brings a letter back to batman and if they would have done that scene with ben affleck because he's an actor of a high enough caliber like that George he could have done it if they that's the... I'm, not, I'm not putting <laughs> any fair, money fair. on george clooney if you would have gone he goes back he decides to change everything back to the correct way and leaves his mom dead leaves his dad in prison but he meets Thomas Wayne and he has him write the letter for Bruce and he goes back and he gives it to him. And he's like, look, I fucked everything up, but I went back and fixed it all. Our parents are still, or my mom's dead. Your parents are dead. We're still the same people we are today. The only thing changing is you now have this letter from your dad. That's fair. Yeah. And he's like, damn, RIP to my dad, but this is wholesome and can make people cry. I'm like Like, almost (laughs) crying just thinking about it. Like that would be like a great moment for Ben Affleck and a good send off for that character too. Exactly. A great send off for Affleck's Batman. I think the reason why I really enjoyed Flash and I've mentioned this in my review too, where I enjoyed the very first part of it, like, and it just slowly got worse as the movie went on where like, I was thinking like five plus or no, five plus four plus five minus even like the first like 20, 30 minutes just because I'm like, this is the first time I ever see the Justice League in action, just living their everyday life, being the Justice League members. I'm like, yep. it's this is a story that's greatly told. Um, you see Barry Allen just kind of dealing with the fact that he's faster than everybody. Like, I'm like, this is great aspects. It's for the most part, the visual effects for me worked, except for the one anytime he runs super fast and the world goes by him, it's like, uh, it doesn't look great. I can get by with it, but it doesn't look great. No. But I'm like, this is like the superhero yeah. film that I want, but then it just slowly dissolves at the end where the story like doesn't quite make sense. It's like, why is he caring so much to save this world, these characters, when he's just trying to reset everything anyway? Yep. And then the the ending, like, surprise is that it's actually Barry from the other universe when he's in the Time Force was like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> who else dude. was it going to be? Like, who else was it going to be? Um, and I know I wrote about it extensively in my review, but I absolutely hated that scene in the speed in the time force when or in the speed force when oh, you see i got your quote universes. i got your quote can i say it all right at yeah. at the end of the flash sure, go for it. this is written by eric by the way at the end of the flash the writers decided to <laughs> utilize the element of the time force and all the changes that alan had caused to duly showcase the destruction being made to his fabric of time and grow the overarching excitement around the possibility of the dc multiverse similar to what has been done in marvel's fan-loved spider-man no way home Unlike No Way Home, however, this film showcased 
other dimensions using somewhat mo the most egregious cheap nostalgia cash grab trash I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't even disagree with that. I'm like, that's harsh. That's fucking harsh as hell. But I'm like, I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, that scene when I saw it, I was like, I hate, I hate this. I hate everything about it. Like, I don't care if, if you're like, oh, I knew Nicolas Cage was almost Superman. I'm a nerd, and it's like, oh, fucking cool, dude. So I had a bunch of other My friends like, why is Nicolas Cage? Why is Nicolas Cage Superman? I'm like, it's a whole thing. He was supposed to be Superman at one point. It's. I'll yeah. tell you later about it. Exactly. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I know. And then it was like, Christopher Reeves has been dead, guys, for a minute. Why are you bringing his corpse alive in this movie? Everything like, CGI too. It's like, uh... I, yeah. It was just, and I, it ended, and I was just like, that was just so, and there were people in my theater that clapped. And I was like, I don't ever want to have a conversation <laughs> with any of you. <laughs> like, like, it's just it's a moment that is supposed to be in wrestling. There's a term that's a pop and it's when the crowd mm -hmm. goes crazy. They cheer, they scream, they clap, whatever. And there's a thing called a cheap pop. And it's basically doing something that, you know, it's like going to a town and being like, I fucking hate Pittsburgh. And then Pittsburgh goes boo. And it's like, okay, you got some cheap, you yep. got a cheap pop out of the crowd for them not liking you. And that's what that felt like. It was like, Hey guys, uh, we know we haven't really made, too many movies you've quote unquote liked but remember all the stuff that dc has made that you've liked and remember when nicholas cage was almost superman yeah. like i don't know if you've ever seen the season of south park <laughs> with member berries where everyone remember? hates the world but then this yeah it was i was it was literally that i walked out and i was telling my friend i was like it was like a member berry whispering in my ear that was like remember when nicholas cage was almost superman and it's like I don't fucking care. Who's our new Superman? Where's Henry Cavill, guys? You fired him. Like, <laughs> no, I've, I I agree. Like, there's something to be said about like nostalgia and stuff. Like, I even have my own video game nostalgia series that I'm recording uh, in two days of Pokemon One. Like, there's there's something to be said about the, like reliving that nostalgia. But the way, oh I, but... yeah, I love nostalgia. I watch professional <laughs> wrestling. You it's have... fair. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, there's there's better ways to do it. And I think, like, I think the reason why I like The Flash more than I think most people did is I watched The Flash before I watched Across the Spider Verse, and I know they came out, one came out two weeks earlier. But I watched The Flash mm -hmm. first. I'm like, oh, yeah. I actually really enjoyed this film. And then I watched Across the Spider Verse, and I'm like, oh shit, The Flash did a horrible job with this multiverse because Across the Spider Verse, yeah. like, none of it felt cheap. Like they had some cool scenes, like Michael Spider Man. I feel like in the hands of like mm -hmm. other writers this would have been a horribly like written cash grab of a scene but no it's just funny especially the end he's like yep. spider-man out beep boop i'm like i don't yep. know why i enjoyed it yeah, i just I, enjoyed and... that it, like it was just it felt natural to the story it's being told where that yeah and we we saw spider-man before so then when after i saw flash grace said to me she was like Man, this really makes you appreciate how much better <laughs> Spider-Verse did it because this movie yeah. sucks. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if you want to watch Flash first, you'd probably be like, oh, this movie's actually kind of enjoyable and fun. I don't get that a lot in DCU films. I would still say that The Flash is one of the better DCU films. I know it's a low bar, but I would... I, I think it's better than some of the movies that are like, where they were still trying to find their footing. Like, I know a lot of people shit on Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. 
but I do agree if you watch the director's it cut, is better it makes movie. sense yeah and and I think if you do that and you're like okay this is better Wonder Woman 1 when I initially saw it really liked it then I watched it again a couple years later and I was like this movie's not as good everyone as overhyped that film so much it, it everyone did. I saw it I'm pretty sure I gave it an A minus when I saw it and then I rewatched it later like two years later and I was like this movie I, I gave it a, a I gave it a three and like I got a lot of feedback but like, it's it's a great movie I'm like it's not that great like it, the first parts yeah great but then it falls apart Chris Pine kind of carries the lead for the most part he really does yeah and then you go to the other DCU movies like I really love Aquaman which I don't think is like a unpopular take um but then past Aquaman it's like it's really just dependent on yeah. your personal opinion do you like Man of Steel I personally don't really like Man of Steel but I also notoriously hate Superman so like it's not that shocking that I wouldn't like a Superman movie. I, um, talking about Man of Steel, I really liked that film initially when I watched it. I didn't know much about Superman when it came out, though. So I really liked that film. But then mm. I started reading comics, getting to really, really know Superman. And I rewatched Man of Steel. I'm like, I fucking hate this. This isn't Superman. This, this yeah. Like, the theme is all off. The whole tone of the... Yeah. Like, Superman... Like, he's a whole dark figure. He's not this gritty person. The whole... He's not yeah. snapping dudes next. Oh, I was actually mad the first time I watched. It. I'm like, that's not Superman. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, whoa. <laughs> hey, Supes, <laughs> calm down, bud. Like, you couldn't have just like put your hands over his eyes. Or you the had whole to break like the millions of people are dying in the city, and he's just fighting one dude, killing more people in the process. Yeah, yeah, not you're not watching great. Um, but yeah, I think the I think the DCU is just it's a very mixed bag, and a lot of it comes down to just. How do you like your superhero yeah, movies? Pretty much that, that I have the Suicide Squad number one in that whole genre or the whole franchise simply because I like I just enjoy James Gunn's stories. Like I, and I think this is the only film that I can say it's great. Everything else is good to me. I uh, the the one thing about the Suicide Squad that I couldn't forgive. All right, two things was two characters they killed. Couldn't forgive them killing Captain Boomerang because he was arguably the only good thing, uh, besides yeah. Harley Quinn, of course, about the, uh, I can't remember his name now, who directed the original Suicide Squad. Um, David something? Yeah. David Ayers. Yeah, David Ayers. Um, so I couldn't forgive them killing Captain Boomerang at the beginning because Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang was yeah. so much fun. And he he's so mm -hmm. perfect as that character. And then killing polka dot yeah. at the end it was it was un, it was an unnecessary like you ruined a moment for a cheap laugh by killing that character when people had actually begun to care about him over the course of it but you still treat yeah him i would agree with that that was like the one death where i was like oh i wish you would have made it because i think you could have yeah. had a great story to tell afterwards yeah 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 but i i will say i really liked what they did with starro and i love the line at the very end when he says the i was perfectly happy just yeah, flying was... away in the stars and it's like yeah where are the bad guys <laughs> it's like, like... <laughs> oh I'm, I'm, i actually feel bad for this like giant terrorizing monster a little bit yeah that was gonna murder everyone like on the oh i guess the bad guys was just america all along <laughs> classic classic story <laughs> so all right uh let's move on a little bit do we have any more dc no so let's go let's go super mario 
Uh, oh, okay. It's, it's a nerdy film. It's video game adaptation. You got to talk Mario. What was your thoughts on yeah. it? I yeah. thought it was a ton of fun. I feel like that is the perfect way to describe it. Uh, I I wouldn't describe myself as someone who's like a massive Mario fan. I didn't grow okay. up as a Nintendo kid besides having yeah. like a Game Boy. I never owned like an NES or a GameCube mm-hmm. or an N64. Um, so I didn't grow up playing like Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario That's 64 fair. and everything. So when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. And like, it's just an enjoyable little movie. Like anyone could sit down and watch it. It's like 90 minutes. Mm. You'll have some mm. laughs. The animation is, is the gorgeous. water scenes. Mm. And yeah, the water scenes are incredible. And also all of the voice mm-hmm. acting is really good. Fight me if you think Chris Pratt is bad. He's, he's really not. good. He's really I good. mean, he's not like the Mario <laughs> you grew up with, but I'm like, I think he does a pretty, like once you get into the movie. And it would, you, you yeah, it just disappears. Think, yeah. And it would be obnoxious if he talked like the Mario we oh, all grew up it, with the whole time. <laughs> it would have. I think there's a, the, my only two complaints with the voice acting was actually, no, I was going to say Seth Rogen, but I actually thought he did fine as Donkey Kong. Apparently he just phoned yeah. it in. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like once I got over, like, oh, it's Seth Rogen. I'm like, oh, it works for the character that was being told. My only like egregious like voice acting was Cranky Kong wasn't cranky. That's fair. Yeah, it was Fred Armisen as like an yeah, old man, basically. Not I'm like, like a man. I want my man, Cranky but... Kong to be cranky. I don't want him to be just a normal old man. Yeah, yeah. I personally wasn't a huge fan of Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. But uh, I thought she was fine. I just didn't think she really, like, reached the peak of, like, oh, my God. Like, she's, she's perfect fair. as Peach, where I thought so many of the other I mean, characters Jack Black, did. Spouser. And Charlie Day is Luigi. Yeah. I mean, Char- Charlie Day is a voice so actor. Good. It's just great. Anytime he's in it, I'm like. Yeah, he has a great yeah. voice for it. Yeah. But overall, I just thought the movie was fun. Like, for me, I walked out of it as, it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, Grace, has watched every mario thing she's played every single game it's like one of her favorite things she was crying her eyes out by the end of the movie and i like i turned and looked at her and i was like oh my god like are you okay and she was like yeah i just love it so much i love mario i will say if you love mario it's a great film i think my only complaint about it was just a little i compare it to it's a side scroller mario movie it's not like the full in depth Mm -hmm. 3d film that goes really depth in the characters it's a simple basic story that's like it's 2D's ga- 2D games. It's simple, basic. Yeah. Mario saves well, Peach. Mario saves Luigi. They switched it up. Modern times. True. Yeah. Which <laughs> I will say though, um, the best part of the movie was Mario and Luigi teaming up. So the fact that they split them up right away, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of sad. I want to see those two together. I think a lot of that comes from knowing that if it was a success, we'd yeah. get another movie and we'd be able to see a lot more of them together. Or they'll do a spinoff and we'll get a, Luigi, a Luigi's Mansion and a Mario whatever, like Mario Sunshine, and then they can do... I mean, they could make a whole cinematic universe about Mario if they want <laughs> they, to. They, they really could. I mean, they could do a Mario Kart movie. They could do a Mario Super Mario Galaxy, because they mentioned that one line in the galaxy. When I heard it, I was like, up, oh, up, oh, that's that's a galaxy line. Super Smash Bros, yep. Link, darn, yeah, they can go. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. They can go all directions. Yeah. Just do subspace and there, there you go. Uh, okay, so I have one more, one more film. Then I want to give you a chance to talk about other films that we didn't talk about because I haven't talked anything that's outside of like nerd culture. I haven't watched in theaters. When you have, if you Fair like, 
if you have kids, it's really, really hard to go to the movie theater. You got, you got to find a babysitter. Yeah. My toddler now can tolerate some movies. He will really want to see Spider-Man, but I'm like, there's no way in hell you're going to handle a nearly three-hour film. You you barely got through Mario. Yeah. Really fun, though. He tried to go in every other movie afterwards. He was like, I want to do it again. And he tried to get I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> like, No, you get to see one, like, and then you leave. Maybe your first film, but this is how things go. You see one movie. That's it. Yeah, you can't just stream it works, on guys. demand right away. Kids, these, <laughs> these damn kids. They don't kids. know what it's like to wait for ads. They didn't know. They'd... Yeah, they don't know what it's like to wait six months for a movie to come out on VHS <laughs> so you can watch it. And the, the, the joys of rewinding a film after watching it, too. Or right before, you're like, oh, oh yeah. man, I just want to watch this film. All right. I just want to watch Tarzan. <laughs> uh, I think for me, it was Space Jam. That was my go-to. Yeah. I I watched Tarzan a lot and uh, probably Toy Story were like my two Toy big Story, ones. Toy Story, yeah. Lion King for me too. And Oh, and A Bug's Life. I loved A Bug's nice. Life as a kid. For me, it was also <laughs> Titanic. The two uh, big VHS. I don't oh. know why. I My favorite part was when the ship sank. Everyone's That's favorite part fair. is That's the, like the best part of the film. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No one wants to watch Bill Bill Paxton in a mini submarine. <laughs> oh man, too soon. All right. Speaking of James, speaking of James Cameron, <laughs> I was going to use that as the segue. True. Uh, Avatar. So I just watched Way of Water. I know it's six months, seven months too late. Finally watched Way of Water, and a few billion think, dollars yeah. late. I still, I do not, I do not understand how this like, this film gets so much box office money foreign movie theaters when i so when i when i was in college uh-huh. i studied film as my minor and uh i had a teacher who was from hong kong and she always talked to us about foreign films versus american films and she was like there's a reason why when a drama comes out in the west like the departed it's not like oh my god it's earning a billion dollars at the box office and she always said it's because in foreign films reading subtitles is fine but it's a lot easier to understand a story when it doesn't have to be translated. So kick punch is easier to understand than I love you more than the yep. sun and the moon. And so she always said that. So she's like, that's why when you see movies like Avatar, superhero movies, The Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious, they can make all this money. And you go, who the hell is seeing this this many times? And it's like, well, there's a billion people in China and India and they're <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> And Korea yeah. and Japan because they're like it's fun and I didn't see and the Last Jedi that. in Korea. Yeah, it had oh, subtitles, but I didn't need them obviously because it's in English. But it yeah. was a, it was it was a, like a month afterwards, and it was almost full of theater. So I mean That's that makes awesome. sense. Avatar, I feel like does would translate well as a story. So I rewatch. It, it appeals super I, well. So I rewatched Avatar, and I remember watching it the first like the first time and being like, oh, this movie. I enjoyed it. It was a great film. Visually, it was amazing. Story-wise, kind of basic, but did a well enough job. And then, yeah, it's just essentially, honest. yeah. And then you know, thirteen mm-hmm. years go by. People kind of diss the story a bunch, and I'm like, oh, this, like in my mind, like this is. Do I ever want to watch three hours of film for a eh, movie? Then I rewatched it, and I'm like, oh, the story is actually kind of interesting. It's like the lore, the building of the lore is like what I like. I think of it like the Star Wars prequels. Except it looks better and like the acting slightly better. Like that's kind of like how I feel about it. 
Don't come for Liam Neeson as well, Black Okay, Captain. he's arguably him and Ian McGregor are like the best parts of the film. But when you get Hayden Christensen in there, it kind of just ruins everything. Or Jake Lloyd. Sorry, Jake Lloyd. True. We all hate Jake Lloyd. <laughs> I'm gonna say this: Jake Lloyd hates himself, and I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel bad Probably. about that. I like Hayden Christensen. In Attack of the Clones, it's terrible, but everyone's terrible in that movie, so it's yeah. fine. But. I'm uh, I'm actually doing I'm prepping on that the Star Wars prequels for a state of review soon. I'm do with uh, my buddy of mine. Oh, so okay. I'm gonna read back or review those three movies, and then another, I think Solo ordered the first Clone Wars movie, one of the, and make like a huge like part of it or a huge uh, kind of like a three part episode, but it's gonna be taking place over months rather than one day i tried doing that with, i tried doing yeah, that with the mcu fair. oh god that was like the first time i recorded with like people outside my pilot episode four hours of recording i didn't think i could be burnt out by just talking but i was you 100 percent can yeah so uh <laughs> but back to avatar so i watched way of water i thought visually yeah. freaking like i thought it was great like the water scenes yeah in the water scenes were just like amazing i'm like this is this was told with passion I will say the story though I was very disappointed by. And you were, and I read your review and like it's kind of it seemed like it was the opposite. So visually of course oh, yeah. it's super impressive. Like it goes without saying there's no Avatar looks good, cool dude and you know we breathe air. Great. Yeah. Thanks for admitting a fact. Um but I felt the story in the first one, and I agree mm-hmm. with you about the lore. I think like the the world building of like, oh, they go to Pandora, Unobtainium, not the greatest name, but yeah. we'll let it go. Um, but like they built this story of, oh, they can be switched into the native species so they can survive on this planet and try to build yep. a rapport with them. Was like, oh, okay, it's kind of interesting. But then it falls into the trope of like, he falls in love, they ride dragons that then they have hair sex and then they fight the bad guys and then they win and he permanently becomes an avatar. And it's like, yeah, I probably could have figured that out like 15 minutes into the movie that that's it's, it's, the story. It's a very we safe film follow. that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the second one comes along and I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Like we're opening and they've won. Like they've pushed mm-hmm. the bad guys out. And then the bad guys are like, mm, we got to come back because we fucking hate you, Sam Worthington, and we want to kill you. <laughs> so they come back and they're like let's kill him also we saved the dead old guy whose name i can't remember right now from the first movie and turned him yeah colonel kirch or something like that yeah 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 yeah. they're like we turned him into an avatar now so not only was he evil and mean as a little old man now he's like eight feet tall and can murder i actually really like that aspect of it but i hated how they handle it i thought that i thought the premise was so yeah, I like the idea of bringing him back. And then the idea of him being like the mercenary that's sent to kill the mm-hmm. guy who killed him, basically, like kill his family. And then they have the big fight at the beginning, and then they really telegraph that the one son's going to die like right at the beginning. And I was like, okay, great. Okay, so we're going to have some death yeah. scene later in the movie. Like, awesome. And now James Cameron makes movies for the masses. So I will never judge fully on someone saying, oh, I kind of telegraphed this. Because sometimes you have to, you make a movie for everyone. So you need to like, let people know that these brothers mm-hmm. love each other. Cause apparently we wouldn't have assumed right. that otherwise. Um, so then the interesting part to me was like, oh, they're going to leave. Like they're going to go, mm-hmm. go leave. 
and go to this water world, Kevin Costner style, and live in nets over a bunch of water and meet a bunch of sea dragons. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And then I felt like the story was actually able to progress and take an interesting turn where now they're not the leaders. They're the ones trying to like, yeah. live in this new environment. But at the same time, they're struggling to because they're being yep. persecuted against. Which is like a flip-flop of the first where it was the Na'vi being persecuted against by all of the mm -hmm. white people and humans coming to their planet. Where now they're like, well, we're kind of like the same. Like, you know, enemy of my enemies, my friend, right, guys? And they're like, mm, kind of, yeah. but not fully. And then I didn't personally love the whole, like, mini How to Train Your Dragon yeah. with his son and the sea monster. But... It was fine. It felt like it was just to show off. How good <laughs> it definitely was. There's anything. so many moments where I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Oh, they're keep going. I'm like, I know. Oh, this oh, is 15 oh, minutes like, long. Oh, this... I mean, I'm, it looks great, man. But like, can we get back to the story? Yeah. And then the part at the end where they introduced the weird like whale juice that makes it so you yeah. can like, live forever or whatever i was like okay this was super unnecessary you it can just be a revenge mission we don't like, need don't that throw that in. bit in when you don't it was unearned it was an unearned bit yeah. it was unnecessary in the story but i enjoyed the story for the most part we're in the first one when i rewatch it i think my problem is besides just the overall premise it just feels yeah. so predictable where in this one i genuinely was like i don't know what that's direction fair, they're fair. gonna take with this like are are they going to kill characters? Are they going to burn down this whole place? Because we know yeah. we're getting more movies. Is everyone in the water area going to get murdered? And then they're going to like escape to another area and so on Third and so film, forth. Probably. And yeah. So I was like, I don't know what direction they're going. And as the movie progressed, it looked visually entertaining. Mm -hmm. All the performances were good besides weirdo young Sigourney Weaver, which I yeah. hated. Did she um, play that character or was it another... Was it another Yo, she played, yeah, she played her daughter. Like, her character's daughter, she played her. And that's why it sounded so gross, yeah, in, in my I, opinion. I agree with that. I was like, oh, I, I like the character aspect, like, the premise of the character. But I'm like, I just don't mm -hmm. like her for some reason. I, I, yeah. It never worked for me because of the voice. But, yeah, so I, I enjoyed the story, and visually both movies are impressive. But I think the unpredictability of the sequel, even if the, it's, it's arguably too long, yeah and a little too show-offy, I still prefer that story because it actually left me with question marks where the first one didn't. It felt way too like, we're going to go step one, mm -hmm. two, three, four. It doesn't have any sort of like angularity to its story. It's just like, we're at the end, guys. They won. That's fair. <laughs> I guess the, the counterpoint would be that like, hey, they're, they're telling a one movie story. They're ending here. So all the, all the questions were answered. That's, yeah. So I guess that's yeah. where I spew Avatar, the the first one. That should, that should just be this title, mm -hmm. Avatar, the first one, question mark. The first one? Because there's <laughs> going to be six. Which I'm still kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> there's six of these? Like, I don't... So I like the general story setup. I think my biggest complaint about this film is the humans. Because the humans have, like, their motivation sucks. Revenge. That's it. See, I think their motivation is like the most human motivation they could have because humans love revenge. Like human beings have a habit of being like, ooh, you won at right. the battle of whatever. So we're going to come back and kill but literally like, this, everyone. It wasn't even the CEO that came back. 
it was some military general that I didn't even pay attention to, so I have no idea what even like happened in that. I couldn't have told you her name. Yeah, I remember which. I remember it was Nurse Jackie from from the Stars nice. show or whatever. But but like the reason why I'm like I could have made it. Me personally, I'm like this could have been a better film for the whole aspect of like if you just give the lore to the humans why they come back. They still one their planet is dying. They have the most precious uh mineral on the planet or the, in the universe universe is on, or galaxy or whatever yeah. is in this planet and they need it to survive that's great war right there they need to be there they need these resources and they take it by force they bring back the colonel who, which i'm like is a very entertaining story but give him the whole like instead of hey i'm just going to try to kill people i'm trying to kill the nobby like hey what if we do what this uh, body's intended to do and play politics we're trying to earn the trust so when they run into the the water people they play the whole like hey we're actually good humans we're going to help you build your culture and then it's that reverse of jake Sully is like no 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 they're bad but like you have two outsiders pitting the politics of the water people you can still learn about the water people but you're having these interesting scenes these political scenes between you know the humans and the navi from the forest i i mean i think that that's a very that would be a very interesting way to go but i also think you're giving a lot of credit to a shiny blue people movie it's fair <laughs> to be like let's make it a let's make it a political <laughs> drama about aliens trying to that's get along fair but i'm like this is and... where you should have went with it you know the whole uh jake sully leaving the forest to go to the water people like felt forced i'm like i don't feel like the the jake sully from the first film would have done this and i don't think the second movie did enough to really make a good point to why he would leave and i know he's i he states Sorry, family man. like and i recently became mm -hmm. a dad i understand the whole protecting of family it just it didn't it didn't hit right for me i'm like it just doesn't seem because like to me, because the movie ends with, we're going to make our stand here in the water. But I'm like, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure the character from the first film would have made a stand in the forest when they had the home advantage. I, I think the reason why it makes sense for me for him to leave is that they lost so much in mm -hmm. the first film where he was like, I, I'm the problem. Like, I was here... I participated in your deaths in the first, and then I switched sides yeah. partway through to help. But I'm still very much a conscientious, like, part of what happened here and all the people you lost and mm -hmm. all the, you know, damage that was done. So when it starts again, he's like, I'm still responsible for this. Like, this is because they hate Jake Sully now, not because they hate the Navi. And so he's like, I have to go and hopefully they will chase me and i still feel like that falls flat because you know where they're kind of located is right where they're the mineral they need and also the fact that navi has killed several of their people so to me to me that just it, oh, yeah. felt, it falls flat where i'm like hey if the if the reason why they leave is hey the, the sky people are back they're gonna do whatever they can to take control of the planet let's go village or race by race by race by race to get everybody united so we can be a planetary force against the sky people 
again, I'm giving more credit to blue people. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I, I think that that's fair. I think that the complexity of the story is not there yeah. as much as it should be. But I also don't think it's really there in the first film either. I, I don't, and this is uh, no hate mm -hmm. to James Cameron. I, I'm a fan. I think he's made uh, maybe one of the greatest action movies of all time mm -hmm. in Terminator 2. Um, I'm not a big Titanic guy, but I know a lot of people are. Um, and I think that in these movies, his goal is to, and he said this in interviews, that his goal was to build a story about conservation mm -hmm. of the world. And part of that now is the oceans, where before it mm -hmm. was deforestation mm -hmm. in the first film. And then the, the story of this one relates to the destruction of the water, the oceans, which is why they, I'm assuming that's why they instituted the little bit about them killing the whales for their little brain goo or whatever. And so this one, he had to in, bring in another okay. element of like, well, Jake Sully is saving this planet, like one resource hmm. at a time. Like he may not know that they're destroying the oceans when he gets there, but when they find out, they're like, well, we have to yeah. stop that too. Like they're going to come here and try to kill us. Let's stop their whole operation altogether. So I think part of that is just the director's own once yeah. sort of coming through. Like, he's like, you know what? I'm a huge conservationist. I love the ocean and I want a movie that I can show the beauty of the ocean. And even though they're alien creatures, you know mm -hmm. what there is. So I don't think either movie's an A plus, and I don't think either movie is an F. I think that they fit somewhere in the middle, and a lot of it just comes down to how much can you get out of this looks pretty, but the story is never yeah. gonna blow. You gave, away. I think you gave it a B. Yeah, you gave it a B. I gave it a yeah, three plus. I'm like, it's visually an amazing film. The story is serviceable. I just, I thought about like the way I wrote it better. I'm like, ah, oh, this could have been, this could have been Game of Thrones alien style. <laughs> I was literally about to say, man, Jake, you really love the Red Wedding because that's like literally what you're trying yeah, to build and here. I'm like, oh, there's potential for greatness here. And I'm like, eh, they kind of squandered it with simple stories. It is what it is. There's so much great franchises out there that you can enjoy. And this one's more for the yeah. visual effects rather than the story itself. Yeah, it's to make, it's to look pretty more than it is to make you cry tears of joy and happiness and sadness. You're, you're telling me you weren't uh, crying when the son died? I can't even remember his name. No, I couldn't tell you his name if you put. A I can't. I don't even remember any of their names. I just don't. Nope. I know Jake Sully and the tear. I didn't even know her that's name. That's all I got. Yeah, I knew her name, but that's it. Natiri when they like Sully. put up the village names of like this village and this film, and this village. My first thought was, yeah, I ain't gonna remember that. I have no. And also, yeah, because I know the geography <laughs> of Pandora. Like, why is a map on this like world? There should have been a map. The one other thing that I will give a plus to Way of Water over the first is I think the action in Way yeah. of Water is better. I especially that opening sequence where the kids all get trapped in the trailer and then they just murder mm -hmm. all those people like Natiri and Jake, which apparently I learned this after the fact, but there were multiple sequences in the movie that would have made it rated R for violence that they had to cut. And when you when I I knew that before going in. And so then when I was watching scenes, I was like, oh, yeah, that's like yeah. a hard cut that they did because he probably like ripped. They went they went more for the gore. And there's I know my wife was just like, damn, they went they went gory in this movie. I'm like, they did. It visually looks fucking awesome. 
Should, yeah, it looks incredible, but it is way gorgeous. Should have just than been rated R, but it probably wouldn't have hit the. Oh, it would have made nowhere near as much money. Oh, yeah. Shoot. All right. So I don't have any more movies, but what? All right. So out of the 2023 movies that we haven't talked about, which which is worthy of watching? Um. So. Of the ones we didn't talk about, we did not talk about my favorite movie of mm-hmm. the year so far. Um, which, if you could take a shot in the dark guess as to what you Ooh, think wait. it is, there might be a hint on the wall right behind John me. Wick. <laughs> John Wick Chapter 4. Um, so I, my review for John Wick Chapter 4, I gave it an A+. Plus. I was going to pull it up. Uh, I just did. Yeah. My title for that, I believe, is something along the lines of John Wick Chapter 4 solidifies the saga, or solidifies the series as the greatest action movie saga of all time. And I stand by that. Um, There's not a... Every single movie's an A+. They build a world and a character and a story to tell that is both simple, but has enough complexity to where you can go, yeah, but what's going to happen? Like, I feel like I know what John Mm -hmm. Wick's going to do, but what's everybody else Mm going to do in this scenario? And it builds to this like a beautiful crescendo at the end of the fourth movie that is like so befitting of the character where when it ends, you're just like, I don't need any more and I don't want any more. Like I'm okay. If, if the stories of John Wick are over now, you're satisfied. I'm happy with the way that this ended. Yeah. I'm completely satiated. And I think in terms of action, in terms of choreography, I mean, I don't think, unless you want to go watch, like, The Raid from Indonesia, you're not going to find something in America with better action choreography than John Wick, in my opinion. Um, And John Wick Chapter 4 is just that. I mean, the sequences in this movie are insanity with nunchucks and swords and bow and arrows and katanas and all kinds of randoms. A guy who uses his blind cane, C4, a pistol that when detached is a knife. Like, it's incredible. Now you're... So, you're okay, so I, um, I'm going to call myself out here a little bit. I've only watched the first one. But uh, I've always... Anytime I like see a John Wick review, it's always like A+. plus. This is Grace. I'm like, oh, I should probably watch these films. Yeah. So I, I own all of them. And... I rewatch them regularly because, and I was talking to someone at my job because I mentioned John Wick because they always point out my posters when I turn my camera on in a meeting. Somebody's like, oh, you really like John Wick, Eric? And I'm like, yeah. And people always say, whoa, you think it's the best one? And I'm like, well, yeah, but give me any other action movie series that you think could compete. And people always go, well, Rambo. And I'm like, really? You think, yeah. no, like it's not even close. And then they the, the biggest one that people always argue on, especially older people, mm. is Die Hard. And I'm like, okay, but how many good Die Hard movies are there? And then how many either just okay to bad Die There's yeah. two good Die Hard movies. There's... And then the rest of them are either bad to like, yeah, it's fine. Like it, you have Die Hard 1 and Die Hard 3. That's it. The rest of them are like, yeah, if you never watched them, you would mm. be happy probably. <laughs> like <laughs> Skippable. So, yeah, they're very skippable. So I, I adore John Wick. I highly recommend that one. Um, if you're looking for something that is more... 
I, it's not an A plus in my reviews written, but I okay. haven't been edited yet to get posted. Was the new Wes Anderson movie Asteroid mm. City? Um, it's very good, but it is very uh, uh, the nicest way to put it is it's pretty up its own ass. Like it knows that it's like this really mm-hmm. fancy, like ooh, look at us, we're like prim and very like droll characters who what we say is very matter of fact, but it's funny. Um, but I do think it has a very important message about like humanity and like the world we live in that a lot of people don't think about and like your place in it and how hard life can be sometimes. Um, and I really love it when movies have stuff like that, because I think a lot of people walk out of movies and don't think about them. They just go, I was not, I didn't have fun. So it's bad. And it's like, well, but did it have Mm -hmm. something to say that you're just like refusing to think about? Um, so I would recommend Asteroid City because honestly, thus far this year, there haven't been a ton of those movies, but it's because it's early in the year. So we haven't gotten to that yeah. Oscar-y season yet. For That's movies. like towards the so, fall, right? Fall. Um, yeah, normally in the fall is when they start to come out. And then there's like a huge bum rush right at the end of the year where it's like you're watching a movie every yeah. like two days. Um, and it's a grind. And then once you're done, you're like, oh, thank God I watched all I had someone ask me, he's like, what's the next movie you're going to watch and review? I'm like, uh, I had to think about it. I'm like, maybe Barbie, but that's not really a, my wheelhouse. I'll just do that for fun because it seems like a fun movie. And I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, probably TMNT. I'm oh, like, yeah, it yeah, yeah. It's like a Spider-Verse film, but for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But Seth Rogen's producing yep. it, so it's but... probably good. Yeah, it'd probably be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I think it looks entertaining. I mean, that that series needs a win. But yeah, so it really does. But there's there's so many uh, movies that came out in the last couple years that I've loved. But so far this year, it's been John Wick and Spider Verse have been the two best movies I've seen so far. Um, and then Guardians Three. Yeah, I was gonna say probably Spider Verse and Guardians Three is where I'm at with it. Yeah hasn't hasn't been a lot of like huge wins for things outside of nerd culture i feel like because even john Wick. oh yeah it's like its own like (laughs) yeah it's part of it i know a lot of of, like nerdy film reviewers that's like a movie that they added in just not just not a franchise i got into like i watched the first one and like it's simple it's great action scenes but like after watching i'm like i didn't i don't feel like i need i've never been a big action guy either that's I love action. So that's like if I, if Eric's going to throw something on in the background just to like have on, it's always an action Sorry. movie. I'm like, let me throw on Mission Impossible. Let me throw on. It doesn't even have mm-hmm. to be a good action movie. I'll just be like, let me throw on the Benghazi Michael Bay movie with Jim Halpert. Well, sure. I don't yeah. care. I'll put on whatever. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> All right. So yeah. I don't think I have any more for you. All right. So that's all good. I, I, okay. Let's end with this question. Of all the okay. films that are coming out in 2023, the ones that we haven't seen yet, which one are you looking forward to the most? Dune 2. Don't even have That's to think fair. about it. <laughs> I, for, I forgot that movie's coming I'm, out. I'm, I'm super excited for Barbie, and I'm super excited for Oppenheimer and Mission Impossible, which all come out in the next two weeks. Um, But... If we're talking overall mm-hmm. for this year, there's other movies coming out that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that could be really good. Like, um, or there's directors that I know that are working on things that maybe yeah. are going to come out this year. But if I'm talking just what it, it's doomed to, the trailer came on before The Flash, and I was like, that trailer <laughs> was better than this movie. <laughs> now, I also love Dune 1 and the director, mm-hmm. Denis Villeneuve, who directed the first. I personally think 
is arguably the greatest working director mm. alive today. Big praise, big praise. So, if you've never seen his movies, you can watch any what of did them. He, what did he make in. before Dune Part 1? He made Dune, he made Blade Runner 2049, okay. he made Sicario, okay. and he made Prisoners. Whoa, whoa. And then he, before that, he made Enemy, which was a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. And then before that, he made movies okay. that were in Spanish. I think the only one I've watched is Prisoners. I watched part of Blade Runner 2049. Wait, is it 49? Uh, I watched part of Blade Runner, and then I watched uh, Prisoners. Prisoners was excellent. Oh, Prisoners is insane. If you haven't seen Sicario, it is an action-y movie, but it's also way more of a drama. I don't hate action. I appreciate it. It's just never the genre that I got into. But I think that's more... My dad was never a movie guy, and my mom was, but all those movies were like Disney so oh that's fair yeah my dad loved action and my grandpa had a massive influence on my films like love because he showed me jurassic park and jaws and stuff like that when i was a kid so and my dad used to we used to watch rambo (laughs) and all kinds of stuff and red i saw red dawn when i was like six (laughs) nice all right well where uh where can my viewers find you eric uh, my website is a super basic one. It's just ericmcconnell.wordpress.com. Um, I write reviews. I try to do it on at least a bi-weekly basis. Um, sometimes life gets busy though, but I just do it for fun. I don't yeah. make any money from it. Just I just like writing about movies. Um, if I ever were to go back to making movie content on YouTube, it would either be under Eric McConnell or it would be on Real Film Reviews, which is R-E-E-L Film Reviews. I am hoping. Which there's a massive backlog of reviews on there. If you're ever, I, I, if you guys want a good review or a good, uh, definitely check Eric out because I will say you were like when I'm like I want to know someone's opinion about this film. You're like the first person I would like go to when you YouTube. And now when I rediscovered your yep. uh, WordPress, I'm like, oh, I need to know. I because me and you always had like opposite views, but I always respected your opposite view. So yeah. It's always fun to talk to somebody who doesn't fully agree with exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> it's a lot more interesting than just being like, I really liked it. Me too. It's like the worst part when on. someone's like, I think this movie's a four. I think this movie's a two. I'm like, sweet. Let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's fight. Exactly. All right, well, thanks, Eric. All right. That's it, guys. We're out.